Okay. So we Ryan, got it again. yeah, I don't, have to, I don't have to go through my whole thing. Again. You don't have to okay. go through it all again. So Ryan, it has been a week. It's been a short week already. It's only Tuesday, August 29th, two thousand seventeen. Yeah, man. Tuesday. A lot of, yeah, a lot of stuff has been going on, especially in your neck of the country there, and in Texas. Uh, why don't you just yeah. you know for those who <clears throat> it'd be surprising, but for those who may have been away from their TVs and internet and radio and whatnot. Uh, share a little bit about what's been going on there in, in Texas. Well, dude, it's only started on Friday, essentially. So um, that's that was the tough part. It, I mean, it kind of landed in Thursday. You guys have been hearing, I'm sure, about this Hurricane Harvey uh, whole deal. Um, Category 4 hurricane hit Texas coast uh, on Friday. So um, if you guys don't know how many categories there are for hurricanes, there's only five, and this was a four out of five. So it was, it was pretty, it's, um, it's been pretty devastating to be honest with you, man. Um, right now there's a lot of stuff going on. Corpus Christi, uh, Rockport, um, down by Victoria, Texas, those areas were hit the hardest by the hurricane. However, as it's been moving around, it hasn't dissipated. That's the, and that's the, the kind of the rub of it. It hasn't uh, gone anywhere. Um, it downgraded back to a tropical storm. However, it's just been raining the entire time. Um, in Houston. And that's my, that's kind of my stopping grounds, man. I grew up in Houston, uh, born and raised there. My parents are there. Um, which I told you the other night, man, I had to text you and just kind of like, Hey, things are happening in Houston. Like everything's going crazy. Um, my parents are, they got out of the place that they were at, thankfully. Uh, and then they went to a friend's house and they've been there since, um, since Saturday, uh, they haven't, and they haven't been able to leave that house. They've actually been completely, the neighborhood is flooded in. And so they actually can't leave the neighborhood to get out anywhere. So, uh, they stockpiled pretty much like all the water and food and everything else. And luckily the electricity stayed on, but at the, at their friend's house. Um, so thankfully that they had somebody they could go to there. But it's been it's been tough, man. It's been a tough couple of days uh, thinking about them, and and I've been calling you know been calling them and making sure that everything's okay day by day. Um, and it, things got pretty scary there for a little while for them. Um, and I am I am proud to report that my parents and and their friends in that neighborhood they're okay. Um, they didn't have to evacuate or mandatory evacuation or anything like that. But um, a lot of Houston as a whole. Uh, has had to do that. In fact, uh, if you if you just even Google some of these photos of the interstate, um, just even right now that the interstate ten uh, that runs through Houston is just uh, just white. There's white caps <laughs> in the water. It's white capping. So it's I mean it's like it looks like a lake essentially at this point. Um, there's been people from all over the place, Louisiana. Uh, they call them the Cajun Navy. I don't know if you heard about this or not, John. Yeah, I have. Yeah, the the Cajun Navy um, has come out and helped out a lot, which is just citizens with boats that are just coming in and pulling people off their roofs. And uh, that's happened inside of um, Bryan, Texas. There's people coming all over the place, and it's it's good to see that. And honestly, this is what um, whenever I think about people helping each other in times of need, especially like this, people going above and beyond. Like this is what this is what America's about and this is what Texas is about. And, and this is what they're, are you know, our neighbors, this is, this is just a, this is about camaraderie. This is about helping each other in times of need. And, um, I'm really happy to see those kinds of things, but 
I don't want to spend all all you know ten minutes talking about this thing. I said, but it's it's hit a little close to home. Um, thankfully, Austin has been pretty much okay, and we live forty minutes north of Austin, so we're not really inside of it at all. I've had some light rain and and stuff like that, but it has not been devastating for us at all. But I tell you, Houston is in a bad spot, and Louisiana, Lake Charles. Um, Shreveport and you know New Orleans, Baton Rouge, like that's all about to get hit now. So, I guess update for news. Yeah, you guys have probably been seeing this all week. It's a little close to home for me, so I <laughs> if I don't talk about it, I'm going to be just biting at the tongue about it because I just it's something that's on it's on my mind, it's on my heart, obviously. Um, but here's the deal. Here's what uh, obviously here's what I just want to mention here. Um, American Red Cross is an organization that is sending help there all the time uh, that is funded by people to help. And if you haven't, that's okay. If all you can do is pray and, and send good thoughts and, and hope for the best, man, awesome. All right. You know, thank you for thinking of us. Um, but if you can, uh, head into uh, redcross.org and actually uh, give a donation to the Harvey Fund. And there is a whole setup for that. Um, and I think it can go, those that just the $50, $20, $10, $5, whatever, it can go a long way. It goes longer than, it goes a longer way than a lot of people think about. So um, if you can, give. If you can't, just send good thoughts down there. Um, if you got any loved ones, hopefully just you're checking in on them. Um, I know I have been for the past week. We've been talking on you know multiple times a day, making sure that they're okay down there, and 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 the water is finally starting to recede in Houston. So everything's kind of coming down uh, in uh, in Houston a little bit. So, but there shouldn't be any more rain essentially from kind of Thursday afternoon on. It should be moved on. Which would be good because that city needs to drain somehow. But um, uh, Louisiana is going to get hit so uh, pretty hard being a neighbor, and they've sent a lot of people over. A lot of people have come from Louisiana to help Houstonians during this. So we're hoping to repay the favor, hopefully, and and just uh, and just keep an eye on it. Like I said, Red Cross is something that's really that can help out, and if you can hit them up. Um, but yeah, that's my uh, that's my Hurricane Harvey update and and request. Well, and if you're looking for, you know, the one of the quickest ways that if you wanted to donate to Red Cross, I mean, obviously you could go to uh, their website. Uh, if you have an iPhone, you can simply launch the iTunes store right there on their page. They have a donate to Red Cross uh, and Apple has committed that 100 percent of that donation goes to the Red Cross. They don't keep any of it. Um, so if you're going to go to you know Red Cross directly or through a secondary source, especially on the secondary source, just make sure that they're not keeping a little extra for themselves as a processing fee. Some of those yeah. some of these places do do that. Uh, Apple uh, is not one of them. Uh, we're not here just to try to promote Apple. Just saying if you're maybe in your car or you're walking around right now, now listening to this show and you're using an iPhone and you're like, Hey, I want to donate. You can do it very quickly right through your device uh, right there. Uh, you know, I want to echo something that you said, Ryan, um, you know, if you're not able to uh, donate money, I know that several of the food banks here in Phoenix um, are, you know, working very heavily to send food 
uh, to Houston as well too, because uh, grocery stores are (laughs) flooded, you know, convenience stores are flooded. People are still need to eat. They still need to uh, find nourishment. Encourage you guys check your local food bank. Chances are they're probably in the process of sending stuff to Houston. Go buy a, a can of green beans for, you know, 50 cents, you know, a, a can of corn, you know, for 35 cents uh, and just simply drop it off. That can go a long way as well, too, um, yeah. as, you know, clothes, whatever. Or again, I mean, if you're in a position that you can't do that, um, good thoughts, good prayers. And, you know, I thought about your parents um, when I first heard of this, you know, and I have not met your parents, uh, but, you know, when <clears throat> Harvey started becoming a, a thing, you know, um, early last week, I was like, wow, yeah. I said, you know, boy, Ryan's parents are going to be like right there. And I uh, was very relieved to find out from you that, uh, you know, that they were dry, wet, but dry, dry in the sense yeah. that they weren't, you know, floating on their ottoman down uh, the lane there with the, with some paddles, you know, to keep right. themselves no, they, afloat. Yeah, they weren't trying. They weren't on a roof. No, no, uh, not trying to make light of anything, of course. Uh, but uh, yeah, because people are on their roof. right People now, are on so. their roofs. Yeah. And, you know, uh, having, uh, you know, seen this, you know, just to, you know, about 10, 12 years ago. Uh, with Hurricane Katrina, uh, you know, it took New Orleans and in that area, uh, even some parts of that state are still in a rebuilding yeah. process. And, you know, this is something that oh, Houston's yeah. not just going to drain and everything will be okay. Um, you know, I heard a, you know, it was a humorous story because uh, the person who was telling it, even though it happened to them, I was hearing this on the radio today, that it happened to them. They were kind of making a joke out of it. They were literally fishing in their living room. They were stranded. Uh, they yeah. had to go upstairs. The water didn't go upstairs and they dropped fishing lines into their living room and fished and were able to cook said fish upstairs on a camping stove. Yeah. So he, you know, so, uh, the guy was making light of it. You know, he's like, ah, and just, you know, we went fishing in our living room and we had our dinner, you know? Um, yeah, yep. you know, ingenuity. Yeah. Right? right. I mean, Hey, um, so yeah. So people, Brian are literally fishing in their houses here in Houston or there in Houston. So, yeah, buddy. uh, yeah, man. So we, we definitely want to, uh, you know, let everyone know there that while I'm sure a comic book podcast is probably not number one on your to-do list right now, because we know we have some listeners in that area of the country. Uh, maybe we can provide just a little bit of relief for you to kind of take your mind off of it for just right. a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So that's really good. Call out on the food, on uh, food banks and stuff like that. That can really help out. Oh yeah. Absolutely. 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 Cool, man. Well, Ryan, right. dude, it has been a couple of we- comic books, dude. Yeah. It's been a couple <laughs> weeks, uh, since we have gathered together to talk this love of comic books. So much it's has been happened. A couple three almost, man. It's, yeah, it's just, I know guys, you've been so patient with us, uh, not only for this show, but and- for sister show, saucy riffs and tasty licks. Yeah. Um, been a bit of a summer. There's been a longer period between shows, but we just want to thank you guys for sticking with us. Yeah. Before we dive We've in, been vacationing and vacation you know, birthday in and, and getting sick and getting sick of each other. Just kidding. Not getting sick of each other. You know, we you know, we missed last episode. We forgot to talk about it uh, and we missed it completely just because we got our nose to the grindstone so much. Um, but reasonable fanboys, the show has been around for over a year we hit our year birthday in uh, in july there it is man one year man we've been doing it we made it 
We made it. They said they they said we'd never make it, and we did it. <laughs> I don't know who said that. They they know they who did. they are. They know who they are. Don't need to call them out by name. They know. No, yeah, no reason to go after them. But they I'm telling what, you, they, they know what they did. <laughs> they so. know who they are, and they know what they yeah. said. So no, yeah, it's really exciting, man. A full year for this show. It's pretty cool. Yeah, man. Uh, dude, and so much is is happened in this past year and so much more to come. Hey, so we um, we made no no pretense, unreasonable fanboys, that when it came to Luke Cage and Iron Fist, we were a little, I don't know, what's huh. the price is right, Failhorn? <laughs> right? Yeah. So Defenders has now been on Netflix. A spoiler alert here, guys. We're going to talk a little bit Defenders. Now, I have finished it. Ryan, you are on what episode? I have a, I have like uh, two and a half episodes left. So I'm, okay. in, I'm in the middle of episode six right now. Okay. Um, I have finished it. Uh, I chose not to savor the flavor this time because the last time I savored the flavor, the flavor was sour. So I was just like, <laughs> if this is going to be like rotten broccoli, I'm just going to eat it all at once. Uh, and so we were, we're going to spoil a little bit now. I'm not going to spoil for Ryan because I've seen all eight episodes. He is oh, sweet. Six episodes in. Yeah. So we are going to spoil a little bit. So guys, if you're in the process of watching defenders and you have not at least reached episode six, you may want to hit the little fast forward button on your podcast player of choice on your device of choice. Cause we're gonna talk a little defenders, Ryan, I got to say, that you know going into this series you and i both <clears throat> i mean you talk about apprehensive nervous almost I, a uh, almost a, just a meh right just kind of like so uh, you know here we tell go you, man yeah here we go let me tell you friday uh got a, you know friday came out uh on the 18th and uh i honestly and for the one of the first times ever you know other than even i didn't even do this fire and fist one of the first times ever i saw friday come I uh, said, okay, that's nice. And uh, Saturday came and I had things to do. And yeah, I, I was bugging you to start the show. Let, I, I, defenders I, did not get in the way of my weekend. <laughs> I feel like I was, I was nagging at you. I'm like, have you started it yet? Have you, but by the time you started, I was on like on episode five. I think by the time you yeah, started. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I just, you know, I said, you know what? Cool. I'm going to let it go out there. I'm going to let it do its thing. And I will get to it. I will, I will obviously watch it for one of the reasons for this show. And, you know, we feel like we kind of sometimes have to watch this thing, but <laughs> we have I did, to. I, I really, you know what? It, it was, it was one of those moments that I don't have very often of just kind of complete, um, just, uh, I don't know. Malaise is a word <laughs> just did not care, uh, about like really getting started, like really getting into it, like sitting down with a bowl of popcorn and like, I'm ready for it. Like I was like, uh, eh, if I'm if I'm hanging out and I'm tired of rewatching a show, then I'll click it on. I'll see what's up. Wow, boy, you were you were a lot more in a malaise over it than I was. I mean, I certainly I started watching uh, first day day of release is when I watched sure, uh, yeah. the first yeah. two episodes. Yeah, uh, before I had to uh, head out to work. Yeah. So uh, you're six episodes in. I have finished yep. it. Um, yep. You know, just kind of give people just a, a general thought of where I'm at. Number one. A brilliant move making this only eight episodes long. I, we have said this before on this show that, uh, you know, we thoroughly enjoyed the first two seasons of Daredevil 
Season yeah. two still, I think, stands out as is probably one of the best original content on yep. on Netflix. Wouldn't say it's one of the best ori- series on TV ever. That'd be a little bit of a stretch. Yeah, sure. Though for Netflix original content, uh, it is right up there. Season two, incredible. You and I will sing the praises of Daredevil season two oh, yeah, for, for a sure. long time. Uh, Jessica Jones, we thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed. Took about two or three episodes for it to gain some steam. Once it found its groove, it became very, very watchable and uh, very enjoyable and very believable in terms of Kristen Ritter as Jessica Jones. And oh, yeah. very much yep. impressed with with her performance. With with Luke Cage and Iron Fist, we're not going to revisit that. Uh, you know, I feel like we've abused our listeners long enough with that. It You know, things just <laughs> fell short. And especially with Iron Fist, where we just felt that it was not a lot of character growth, uh, not a lot of uh, really caring about anybody. As soon as you started to care about Danny, well, he would do something stupid or say something stupid and you just didn't really care anymore. And then the buildup to Defenders, uh, at least the first yeah. trailer, uh, you know, when we kind of dissected that, you know, the hallway fight scene looked a little disjointed and looked a little sloppy yep. and really weren't yep. sure what was going on there. So I can say now that since I've completed the season, uh, again, eight episodes, really, Ryan, probably where these type of shows need to be and i'm including daredevil in that i'm including jessica in with that we haven't seen punisher yet uh that's due allegedly sometime in november um more than likely that's probably when we'll see it but there's been no hard release date yet that i'm aware of at least on, on august 29th there hasn't been that's really where these seasons should be is about that length in time um, do you remember the Luke Cage episode for 52 minutes? Luke Cage is in a restaurant with Misty and he's just getting bullets shot in his back for 52 minutes. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That, that episode literally did not drive the narrative forward. It, it did yeah. nothing. It's something that could easily have been a, a 10 minutes, maybe even seven minutes of storytelling and then moving on to the next element. But because it was a 13, it was, I think Luke Cage was 13 episodes because it was a 13 episode yeah. contract. Well, we're going to have to stretch this out to 13 episodes. Uh, and even, yeah, yeah. even daredevil, you know, season one and season two, as much as we enjoy them, there were times where it's like, Oh my goodness, man, we are just stretching out narrative here. Uh, it's 13 to- hours of a show. Man. Correct. Like, yeah. After a minute you're going, okay, dude, like, Eight at eight hours, and and I can't echo that enough, man. As soon as I actually, as soon as I saw the the show was posted, that was the first thing I did check. Um, as soon as on Friday, that's the one thing I did check was see how many episodes there were. Um, and I saw eight episodes were there, and woof, I was relieved. That's the sweet spot. That's the it's sweet perfect. spot. Absolutely, you, you know, don't, you don't, you're not missing too much, but you're telling a, an efficient story in a way that you're not just fluffing things but you have room to you have a little room to breathe it's not everything is important all the time but you're not having episodes of the show that are just okay well you can kind of you know you can do the dishes while this one's on yeah 
Exactly. Uh, I think a good comparison would be uh, Game of Thrones, which just wrapped uh, this past Sunday. Uh, This, you know, season seven is what they just finished with was only seven episodes long. The final season, which will be season eight, will be the last one, will probably either be seven or eight episodes. Now, HBO, obviously a different beast than Netflix, but there was a couple, but there's a couple reasons why. Game of Thrones went to a, a smaller season. Number one, um, and we're not going to spoil here for this. Not a Game of Thrones podcast. There's only about a million of those. Okay, but bear <laughs> bear, bear with us here. Okay, the, one of the reasons why they went to ga- a, a shorter season for Game of Thrones. Number one, the character list is has dwindled <laughs> significantly. <laughs> right. Um, in terms of how many storylines there are to follow at this point. Uh, and number two, they really wanted the last two seasons to go out with a bang. This is a very expensive show for HBO to produce. And they said, if we were to trim by three episodes a season, we can d- take all the money that would be used for quote unquote, a filler show um, right. and, and, and put that into bigger effects, bigger sets, better costumes, things like that. Uh, the season finale on this past Sunday night, you can see where that money went. I mean, it was an 80 minute episode, Ryan. I felt like <laughs> oh, I had, wow. I felt like I had visited the cinema fantastique. I mean, it felt like a nice. movie. It felt like a full blown movie. And when it was over, I was like, my goodness, what, what did I just see? It was great. And, and the action was yeah. actually to a minimum. It really wasn't a quote unquote action packed story. Uh, or finale, excuse me. So yeah. I can. So when we get, but they have the room to do it. Man. They have like the room you to give do yourself it. that room, and you, it forced. You don't them, have to take it. You just you can give yourself correct, that. and it forced them to be more concise and and quicker with their storytelling, but more complete with the storytelling because you can be right. brief, but in, and be complete. And yeah. that's how I felt with Defenders. Is could they have done thirteen episodes? Oh, you bet. You bet they could have, and it would have yeah. felt like thirteen episodes. It would have you would have felt every minute. Of you those would hours. have, and you know this this story that that was told. I, I like how they're all brought together. Uh, I thought it was done very naturally. It wasn't just like they just kind of stumbled into it. Well, they did kind of stumble into each other, but they were all you know working in, and they end up in the same place again. We're not going to try to spoil too much, but yeah. Um, no, their meeting was one of the, it was rad, man. And yeah. I, I think as, as little, um, as, 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 as little as I kind of cared, um, you know, just the burn from the burn from the previous two was really strong. I was really excited to see daredevil back in action. I was really excited to see Jessica Jones back in action. I really was. Um, and I tell you when, when people started appearing on the screen together, um, I, t- I was uh, one they brought uh, I think even Greg growth uh, growthy po- pointed this out uh, in an email I think when we were talking about Iron Fist a little bit the director of photography was back for defenders that did daredevil so um, all the fight scenes all the choreography all that kind of stuff much so cleaner cleaned. much quicker. much cleaner yeah there are some there are some just moments of just kind of like what but not nearly as many moments uh i think there's one moment where they are trying to uh 
they were trying to hold Danny in a in a in a room, and they're trying to keep him in. They're trying to t- anyway. There's I don't want to spoil a lot here, but they are trying to keep Danny uh, in a place, and Danny's just like I got to get out of here. Well, I need the to hand, stop them. The hand and they're is just like, well, the, the hand is playing him for a sucker. They they yeah. want him to come to them. They're they're tired of right. trying to go get him because every right. time they send some ninja thugs to go get him, you know they, they, they all get, they all get yeah. their butts kicked <laughs> by the defenders. Right. So yeah. they're gonna you know gal and um. Um, Alexandria um, are, are, are moving these chess pieces around to get him to come to them. Right. right. And, and so he's, yeah. he's taking the bait uh, and he throws a little, I mean, it was just kind of like old Danny Rand at that point of just kind bit. of like the temper tantrum, a little bit of the him and hawing. And, and I was just kind of like, I got a little, I got a little prickly there. And then there was the fight scene that they all kind of have together against Danny and they all kind of have to subdue him. Um, and there was a, there was a, there was a um, Luke Cage just moment where I, it was the choreography was real bad when he went to lunge at Danny uh, and ended up missing. Like he went to just like grapple him yeah. just to like, like bear hug him and he missed the bear hug. Like, it's, it's it was a, it's very a cartoonish. It's a tough it one was to pull very, off, Ryan. Um, it was it looked like Zangief missing a grapple while playing Street Fighter. Like you expect it was to do so, the spinning the spinning fists too. So bad, Zangief. It was just <laughs> old Zangief just going after somebody missing a grapple. Like it was just a little silly. Um, but I tell you, in terms of what I've seen so far, the fight scenes, the choreography, like moving back and forth, the communication between everybody, the the chemistry that's on set, I, you know, as terms of like complaints versus like what's going on, I am low on the complaint side for sure. I am I am very happily refreshed. Uh, I I really enjoy the show and I'm really looking forward to finishing the rest of it. It's not a dishwasher show for me. It's I'm sitting down. I'm putting, you know I'm making popcorn and I'm watching the show. I I'm really come around on it. Um, you know, I do not, uh, I totally defend my, my, my tribulation, I guess. I, I totally defend it. I think it's defendable. Well, and I don't think but, we're alone in that, dude. I, I, yeah. I, I really don't think we're alone. But I, I, what I gathered from, from this, uh, and, and we'll go into greater detail, guys, once Ryan has, has finished the, the series. Um, and we've given you guys, you know, a few more days to, to kind of catch up if you haven't finished it, is that there was, there's two things that, that really stuck out to me that, made this much more pleasurable. Uh, Luke Cage is not as dour and serious as he was in his standalone. I mean, there was just so much Luke Cage moping you could take. He had a little bit more attitude, not like, you know, a, uh, you know, he wasn't a smart ass or anything like that, but attitude in that he's starting to embrace his abilities that were in his standalone. And yes, you can say it's the, it's the growth of the character. I, I, I'll I'll agree with that. Yeah, sure. I can buy, but he had 13 episodes in which to grow and he was just as dour in episode one as he was in episode 13. Yeah. Um, he, he was a little bit more lighthearted, more embracing of his abilities, uh, more willing to use his abilities than he was uh, yeah. in Luke Cage standalone. Uh, and the second one is, you know, congratulations, Marvel Studios. You made me care about Danny Rand. Thank you. You yeah. you truly did. I, yeah. I really believe that they listened to the feedback uh, because Iron Fist is an extremely popular character in print. People love Iron Fist in print. His 
screen debut was just wow. Wowie, right? I mean, people just struggled, 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 yeah, it struggled. It was a disappointment for sure. And there's a little moment of self awareness uh, when he first presents himself to the hand at their, you know, boardroom meeting uh, when Sigourney Weaver actually, <laughs> you know, th- this is, I, I, you, this line obviously has purpose because he's very focused. He's not emotional. He's confident. Uh, he, is fully expecting to take on the hand by himself right, right. there. Yeah. Um, probably knows he won't walk away from it uh, unscathed. But he's going he's gonna to put everything into it. Yeah. And uh, he's confident that he'll win, but he knows that he's not going to come out of this, you know, um, shiny <laughs> like a brand new penny. He's going he's gonna to get beat up pretty good. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And Sigourney Weaver, Alexandria has a comment. She's like, well, this isn't the impetuous Danny that we were expecting or, or something mm-hmm. along those lines. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. The character and the character yeah. grew, the character grew. Uh, and I don't want to, I don't want to spoil anything for the final episode. Um, because you haven't seen it. I, you will be very, very impressed at the maturity level and responsibility that iron fist achieves by the time this this season is over it is it's really 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 well done and very welcome too you made me care about danny rand thank you you Mm. made me care i tell you the um i can see it obviously like in the first even just six episodes i think there's you know there's always a dog ear um on a on a comic book show oh even even the best comic book movie of all time the dark knight sometimes makes you go what (laughs) yeah has a dog ear absolutely um and that's okay and they're gonna have them because it's a comic book show because it's a comic book like (laughs) at the the end of the day we're bringing we're trying to bring print to the screen and sometimes dialogue just does not not gonna translate nope yeah no matter how Uh, hard you try it's just not going to but i love here's here's i've been loving this so far and this is not a spoiler at all but i've been loving this so far because every time he gets to introduce himself or every time he talks about himself it's i am danny Rand, the protector of you know kun lun the immortal iron fist i am you know i am the immortal iron fist the protector of kunlun um and they just start ribbing him about that and i yeah. just I, um i'm i love it so much i just love that so much because that's all we got in iron fist was this like oh you know the only line very Finn just, jones had his script yeah, was easy to memorize he had one line <laughs> that he repeated about you know 15 times per episode when you're not when you're not saying that line you're whining <laughs> Yeah, just whine, you know, (laughs) just just, cry and whine. And so you had this like dual like personality thing that I really like that. Sometimes we can get behind a little bit, but I tell you with this one, it is just uh, blurgs um, on the iron fish show. But I tell you what I can tell you is uh, the, the, them being able to like kind of rib each other a little bit about that. It's a self-awareness. I think from Marvel, uh, I think you're, so you're spot on, man. I, I do care about Danny at this point. I really do. Um, I think the growth of that, he got a haircut. He looks nice. You know, it's, it's, it's all the things that kind of like make more sense, um, as about Danny Rand. And I'm, and I'm excited to, I'm excited to see this through. Uh, I really am. I think it's going to be a really killer finale. And, um, you know, the last thing I'll have to say about this is for now until the finale, at least is Sigourney Weaver is just a handsome woman. She's a handsome, she's a handsome gal. I just, you know, I don't know why, but I just, you know, you've always had a thing for Sigourney Weaver, man. She is handsome. She's, she's aged. Well, I, I don't mind it. (laughs) 
I know you don't, man. I know. You got to think. She wants to come pick me up. Let's go. (laughs) I'll go go out to eat. We'll eat some fondue. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Real quick, before we move on to some other things. um, Yeah, buddy. I have, I I absolutely enjoyed the chemistry uh, between um, Daredevil and Jessica Jones. I I think the the chemistry between those two characters uh, has been the most outstanding part of of the team. Oh, yeah. They've been really great yeah oh yeah really good yeah, together I'm a big fan uh would love to see some cross-pollination between their two standalone series though again i don't want to spoil anything because you haven't seen it that could be a little bit tough with the season finale um that you'll get here sure. soon um but yeah, uh, really great in terms of, of that regard uh i great line to when you Basically, when Murdoch kind of reveals himself as Daredevil to Jessica without revealing that he's Daredevil, he takes her scarf and puts it around his eyes. Um, yeah. When they get in with the fight, she says, you know, you look like a real a-hole. Uh, and he says, well, it is your scarf. <laughs> it is um, your scarf. Yeah. <laughs> thought that was great. There's a, one, one, one complaint that if I were to, to maybe have uh, with this. And, and reasonableness, there, there's not a lot for me from, from Defenders. There really isn't. I would love to see uh, some quote-unquote suits for for the defenders. I mean, Daredevil sticks out like a sore thumb amongst these four. I mean, he's yeah. the only one who's like suited up for any sort of battle. Uh, I would like to see Iron Fist maybe have his own, you know, he, he could use a little Kevlar himself. I mean, he's not bulletproof. He's not, you know, um, he can be killed. And, you know, maybe something else for Luke Cage other than just, you know, sweat jackets and please wardrobe for Jessica Jones, the black leather jacket and the blue jeans and the gray scarf. Is that all homegirl wears? Because she wore it for 13 episodes straight uh, and then eight episodes straight. I for this one. to be honest with you, I'm going to I'm going to tell you this right now. She needs a change of you clothes. Know, Kristen, I, Kristen Ritter, it plays a great Jessica Jones. Um, no complaints with her as an actress at all, but no in Jessica Jones and as Jessica Jones, she constantly looks like she needs to go like, just have 10 minutes and just take a, just take a rinse off. Yeah. And brush yeah, her she, teeth. Like she needs to shower without whiskey. Yeah. Brush her teeth <laughs> with some whiskey. <laughs> just, well, and I know that's what they're the, going just, for, you know, and I get it, but she looks like she kind of smells a little. <laughs> well, well, she didn't make a comment too that because, you know, the, the span of the show, Ryan no. uh, takes place over just a, the course of a few days, which I really liked yeah. as well too. Like literally every episode picks up where the other one left off. There's like no, there's like no indeterminate time frame between these episodes, right? So yeah, so uh, for me, I'm not going to give any sort of final analysis until uh, Ryan is done. Though I will tell you guys, uh, I I enjoyed it. Um, I plan on rewatching the season finale again this week, just so Ryan and I can have a a a more refreshed conversation about that. Mm -hmm. So Ryan on Marvel Studios this week. Produced for the first time ever. Actually, for the first time ever for Disney Studio as well, too. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 debuted in beautiful 4K Ultra HD Blu-ray. Dude, and how... I've got my copy sitting right here. Yeah, I'm putting it right in the camera so you can see it. There you go. Oh, it's so... Oh, look at that. 
look at that cover on there. Yeah, it right? shines so bright. I tell you, I had it in my hands. Yeah, tell um, people this story a little bit. Dude, this dude, is so what goober. A goober. This All is right. so goober. So I go to a big box retailer. Um, that will remain our names because they may sponsor this show at some point. Maybe <laughs> I would totally take their money. I would take their uh, money like right now. Yeah, no problem. I would take your money. Um, but that's why you're, that's why you get to be anonymous. Uh, so, um, I'm at the big box retailer and I have purchased many uh, items at this big box retailer. In fact, most of my home is purchased from this, this retailer. Without um, playing our hand, most people's home electronics have been purchased from this big box <laughs> retailer. A lot of people go to them yes. for home appliances and electronics. It's a thing. Uh, they Sears? Anyway, I, I'm, no, I'm yeah, no. <laughs> no, 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 because they made Fondras too. I don't know. <laughs> Montgomery Ward? No. <laughs> Montgomery. <laughs> you remember that Montgomery Ward's Electric Avenue? Dude, I you that, know I remember that, yeah. that stuff. Yeah. Dude, oh man. Not no more. Uh, that was a good throwback. I like that. Yeah, you like that? That was nice. There's, so there's anyways, someone so right now it. going, what are they talking about? What is happening? Just look it up, okay? You have the internet. Montgomery Ward. Montgomery Ward, yeah. Oh, man. So uh, so anyway, so I get there. Um, and Lauren and I had kind of been spent the day shopping a little bit, and we and we decided, well, let's, go, let's go buy um, a couple of places. I said, well, I want to stop into... Well, I'll mute it. Um, <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. Yeah, Keep going. What time Keep is, going. What time is right, it? We're 35. not going to name the retailer, and then you name the retailer. I know. We make a whole thing about it, and then I freaking drop it. All right. I got to notate it. Hang on. All right. <laughs> Jim and me. So I stop into this place. Uh, geez. Um, hang on. All right. Two seconds. All I right. just got to mark the time. Mark the all. time. All right. Okay. All right. We're good. Okay. So I just need to make sure that I, I go back to you that. dork. I dude, such a doofus. So, um, so anyway, so I get, I get there and, uh, she goes next door to the shoe store and she's like, well, you go in there and enjoy your time. So I said, okay. So I walk in there and I have, uh, in my home, I have a 4k television. I bought it uh, a couple years ago. Um, we needed to replace the one we had, so um, bought this this 4K UHD. It's just a gorgeous television. I was able to watch Jessica Jones in 4K through Netflix on there. Oh, do you um, pay for the 4K streaming? Yep, I do. Man, I wish I wish I had the bandwidth for that. Okay, keep going. It is it is pretty. Um, I mean, it's it's, uh, it's still 2160, and you can check the specs on that well, stuff. Well, 2160 too. Can, is 4K. Right. Yeah. So, um, and it's, and it streams a fair amount. I mean, it's not perfect. And of course it's not a DVD. It's not a Blu-ray. It's not a 4k Blu-ray, right? No, it's not going to look no, that good, but it no, looks good. Digital and streaming still, it's even for like, even for like 1080p HD digital does not compare with a Blu-ray. It just doesn't. It, right. It's too compressed. It, you topic for another day. Yeah. yeah, sure. But it is. So anyway, so I get there. And you and I have had a lot of conversations, uh, mainly because the new console, this Xbox that's coming out, and well, we, you and I have been sharing, you know, sharing bad that back and forth, and like, yeah. okay, like you and I both have. I mean, we can we yeah, can share. We you and I Xboxes. both have an Xbox yeah. One S, which is capable yeah. of playing 4K uh, Ultra 4K. HD Blu-rays. Yep. Right, and so I'm sitting here thinking to myself, I'm like, man, I don't know. It's HDR has been the conversation. HDR, 4K HDR, and I'm like, okay. Well, I don't know if my television supports HDR 
because it never specifically called it out on the box. When I got the box, it was UHD and that was it. And I was just like, well, that's cool. And I said, and we've kind of had, we have it in our living room. It's mounted on the wall. looks great. But I'm just like, man, I really, I probably should get a 4K UH or like HDR for my office. That way I can play like 4K movies. I can do the video game at 4K. I can, I can have my 4K fun in my office and in my computer would even push 4k i've got a graphics card in it that works really nice um so i'd be i mean that'd be really cool so i get up there and i start talking to one of the tv guys and the tv guy says and i ask him i said hey man um i have a 4k uhd uh tv at home do you know does that is that the same as hdr and he tells me first thing he tells me nah it's not. Oh, you don't that, have HDR at home. It just hurts just right? hearing that ignorance like right there. And I'm just, brutal. and I'm kind of, and I've, and I tell you, I've, brutal. when I walked in the store, the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 Blu ray little end cap kiosk thing was a smack dab right in the middle. You couldn't walk into the store without walking around. <laughs> yeah, you thing. tripped over um, it. It's like right in the doorway <laughs> when you walked in there. So I grabbed, the, I grabbed, and I'm holding on to that, and I'm just like, cool, I'm going to probably pick this up. And, and you've got the, the 4K one, one, right? The one that's got the black. The 4K the black, one. I had it in my packaging hands. packaging up at the top, yeah. Yeah, 4K Ultra HD. I had it in my hands. Um, and so I'm holding the thing, and I'm just like, so this is the television I have, and he's just like, yeah, man. He's like, I said, well, can you show me kind of what I'm looking for? And he's like, oh, yeah, absolutely. I can show you all about it. So he's talking to me about this, and every TV has this 4K and then 4K HDR, and I'm like, so is that the one I need? He's like, yeah, you need this HDR one. I said, well, that one says UHD. I said, what is that? He's like, well, that's just another term for 4K. Oh, my God. Just and like- I said, so there's a, di- so there's a, like, so they just... <laughs> Like, so that doesn't make any sense to me. Like, why no. would you put 4K and then need to put UHD? He's like, because everybody's used to the term HD. Uh, oh, and, dude, this guy could not you be know, like, and more so, incorrect. Uh, <laughs> so he's like, everybody's used to the term HD. So they had to put this UHD on there to talk about 4K. So I said, what I have is a marketing term in my house. He's like, yeah. He's like, if you don't have <sighs> the HDR call out, then you don't have the HDR in there. The UHD is not the same thing. So I'm like, now hold on before you go forward. This is yeah. guys reasonable. This is the second time I've heard this story because uh, Ryan shared this with me by the, by phone a couple days ago. This hearing it the second time, it makes me even more just like the willful ignorance of this gentleman that Ryan dealt with is I'm sorry. I just had to throw that out there. I, I'm hearing it for the second time. I still can't believe what, what I'm hearing no. in terms of just like, blatant misinformation well you know you want to assume you want to assume the best of course of someone that's a that's telling you that's looking in you in your face and saying hey this is the truth about what you have in your house i want to assume the best so i'm going to assume that this gentleman uh just didn't know what he was saying um and i'm not going to choose to believe that he was uh intentionally leading me <laughs> into a place where I would really consider dropping, uh, you know, five to $1,200, um, on a 4k HD or UHD thing. So I'm going to choose the former. I'm going to assume that he didn't read the morning memo all the way through. Um, he caught the highlights and that wasn't one of them. Uh, so that's where I'm going to live on him. You think, you think Um, a lot more of this gentleman than I do. Uh, we'll call him we'll call him goober for short 
a good way to put <laughs> call it. him Goober for short. So so Goober tells me that uh, he's you know that that is not the same, and I would have to buy the HDR television, and oh I'm. I tell you, my shoulders drooped a little bit, and I'm just going. I just want to watch Guardians in 4K. You know, <laughs> I'm not gonna. You know, we here at the O'Farrell household, we do not try to keep up with the Joneses. It's not, you know, nope. and it's definitely, you know, because you never will keep up with the Joneses, no matter right, how hard you try. We don't try to do any of that stuff, but man, there are some things that that we use every single day that I'm a firm believer that if you use it every single day, it is something worth investing into. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And a television is definitely something worth investing into if you love to watch television. And here we really do. We we watch a lot of it. So, it, it, you know, when I'm just kind of like, man, like this is this is just a stinker. I really thought I had a I really thought I had a good television, John. I We spent a lot of money on it. Or I mean, we spent a fair I'd say a fair amount of money on it. it we got a deal on it. Um, I, you know, I just kind of just kind of sunk a little bit. So I. He's like, that's what you're going to need. I'm like, all right, well, thanks for your time. I really appreciate it. You know, I got to go tell my wife that I want another television. <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> oh, man. That's the next conversation I get to have. Oh, um, next. Ryan yeah. talks his wife into a new TV. <laughs> so I, we, I, I walk out of the store and she meets me outside and, and she was walking out of the other store that she was in. And um, I kind of she and I and I walk out and she's like, you didn't get anything. And I said, no, I, uh, that remember that 4k, uh, DVD that I was holding that 4k Blu-ray that I was holding. Well, funny enough, when you walk out of the store, that kiosk sits right next to the doorway. So on the way out, I just go ahead and put that bad boy back. I decided to not purchase the guardians of the galaxy volume two 4k ultra HD, uh, because I said, well, what's the point if I can't enjoy the full copy of it? then why would I spend the extra $10, right, of, of buying this thing? And so, uh, anyway, we walk out of the doorway, and uh, I, look at Lauren, I look at Lauren, and I'm like, man, I said, I don't know. She's like, well, what's up? And I said, man, we might have to buy a new television. She's just like, really? We have a really nice one already. And I'm like, I don't know. So I, the, whole, the whole thing, I just kind of leave and, you know, whatever. I and mean, it's not a failure. It's not an important thing right now. So we get in the truck and we leave. Um, and then I get on the phone with my buddy, John, <laughs> and I talk to my buddy, John and my buddy, John tells me that I have been swindled and luckily I didn't have to spend any money. So, nope. but you were able to at least talk some sense into me and we went through this, even the settings together and it turns out Ryan has a full HDR compatible television <laughs> as it turns out, as it turns uh, out goober. Was literally does not wrong. know what he's talking about. Yeah, literally does not know what he's talking about. It's crazy. This UHD thing is does mean that you have HDR. Correct. I'd say ninety eight percent of the time. Yeah, yeah. So you know, here in this is what you and I were talking about is that <clears throat> you know we've we've discussed vinyl on this show. Now we're going to talk home theater high definition. I hope you guys are ready because <laughs> this does play into enjoying our comic book movies because you know so much effort is put into making these movies look so good that when I'm watching them at, at at home, I want to watch them in the best format that that I can see. Right. That that's what I want to do. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so th this is, I think, you know, something that speaks to a lot of our listeners, because I think 
and feel that they're in tune a lot with this. That when we looked at like the jump from DVD uh, to Blu-ray, which is which was, was around like you know late two thousand five, early two thousand six. Uh, you know, when Blu-ray players were starting to come out, like, you know, you had the PlayStation three, obviously, you know, was a right. big, you know, yeah. uh, Blu-ray machine. That was one of the reasons why I even had that console. Oh, the PlayStation three was, um, I didn't, a, was I a, didn't have a ton of games for it, but I, I it tell you, amazing it was the cheapest Blu-ray, Blu-ray, Blu-ray player on the market. Yeah. It was, it was the most affordable <laughs> Blu-ray player on the market, hands down. And it was a very, very good Blu-ray player on top of that. Yeah. And played some good games on it too. Absolutely. And so um it was very very clear you know if you had an hd television and you had a blu-ray player and you put in a blu-ray uh whether it was 720p or 1080p you instantly saw the difference between a dvd right. and a blu-ray okay oh man just I mean, night it was and day night and day night and day i mean dvds you know 480p highest resolution a dvd can go to on a standard non-definition CRT television, for those who don't know what that is, that's a cathode ray tube television. They look fantastic on the big screens that we have now. And I, and I still have a number of standard DVDs uh, just because there are collector's edition DVDs that haven't been replicated on, on Blu-ray oh, sure. form. Yeah. And so I uh, mentioned one of, a couple weeks ago when we talked about George Romero, I've got a great collector's edition of Dawn of the Dead. Yep. Um, and even though it's a remastered DVD, you know, I throw that into my one S, which is my, my Blu-ray player. I've got this, you know, beautiful 4k television. Uh, it, I mean, it looks okay, but it looks like a DVD on a 4k TV and a lot of the blemishes of 480p really start to show up, you know, in that picture. Yep. But still, John, what's the point? The point is that it was very easy to see the difference in, in the terminology was much easier to understand now. And we're not going to go into a rabbit trail of HD DVD versus Blu-ray. That's not what this show is about. What it's about is when we made the jump from VHS to DVD, the picture was, was very easy to see. You could look at it and go, you could put like, you know, a, a VHS copy of, you know, I don't know, Jurassic park and, and brand next, new VHS, brand copy. new VHS out of never the run sleep, through the head, smelling the new <laughs> VCR tape smell, right? Which I always loved. I used to rent movies back in the day. Love the smell of new VHS, that magnetic tape. Oh, yep. it smelled so good. It gave you a nice little contact high too. Um, <laughs> no lie. That's what it was. It was just, no a, it was just, a, it gave you a little bit of, yeah, it gave you about a, it gave you about a 40 second buzz. <laughs> Um, and then, you know, you, you take like say Jurassic park on VHS and you, and you put it next to Jurassic park on DVD, uh, very evident, right? You're like, Whoa. Okay. Right. Then you fast forward, you know, about, you know, 10 years and you put a DVD of Jurassic park next to a Blu-ray of Jurassic park. And you're like, Whoa, excuse me. Right. So, but and it was easy to yeah. understand now that we've made this jump, this next jump, which is still very much in its infancy. It, it's still very young. The term 4k, uh, it, it's kind of like cell signals. When you talk about like 4g, it's like, well, what is 4g? Well, everyone, you know, yeah, one company says it's this and another company says it's yeah. this, right? True 4k. Okay. Is 2160p. Okay, so if if you have a TV that has a resolution of twenty one sixty p, you have four k. Okay, you, you, there's nothing that's in the four thousand p range. I mean, that would be like you know, 
Uh, who knows what that would look like? I mean, yeah. it'd be insane. <laughs> right I mean, now, the right now, there's not. Yeah, but, I mean, essentially, it's what thirty nine some odd pixels on one going up one way, it's and then twenty one sixty going the other. It's four panels, so, each all with the yeah. same resolution that equals twenty one sixty p, which gives you four k. Okay, yeah. UHD and HDR are essentially the same thing. Okay, so you can have four k. And not have HDR, which stands for high dynamic range, or UHD, ultra high definition. What HDR and UHD bring you are the vibrant colors, the blacker blacks. That's what, that's what that brings. So a true 4K experience is the 4K resolution with the HDR coloring mixed in. Boom. Now you're getting what 4K is intended to be. Everything's delicious. Everything, everyone is happy. Perfect. And so, yeah, for this guy to tell you, no, well, UHD is just this buzzword. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's, it's not. Right. I mean, it Goober, is. It, Goober told me that, that the H, UHD was just, just another way to say 4K. And, and I had a very similar situation with the TV that, that I have um, that uh, Joanne and I bought uh, a few months back. Um, I don't mind saying the brand. It's a Vizio. It's the first Vizio I have ever purchased. I normally you know purchase Samsung televisions, and we're not here to endorse right. one brand over the other. That's just kind of where no. I went. Uh, and Joanna actually just kind of came across this TV at an, an unnamed big box retailer that was in the process of clearing out inventory to make room for new inventory. And the price on this TV was pretty scrumptious. And, uh, you know, she, she, you know, sent me a picture of the television and me and a coworker were jumping online and we're researching and we both came to the conclusion. We're like, wow, this is a deal. So I'm like, yeah. I was like, you know, come on, girl. I said, let's load it up. Let's get this TV. And it's Vizio. It's a 52 inch. It's their E series. Been very satisfied with the TV. However, this is what happened. And something very similar with Ryan. And guys, this is important. Don't worry. We will get back to Guardians 4K. Don't worry. Hope you're enjoying this part of the conversation because I know I enjoy the heck out of it. (laughs) Is that, um, you know, on the box, you know, it said, you know, 4K ultra HD 52 inch, you know, so we get it out I get it set up and I'm like, Oh man, I can't wait knowing that, uh, you know, I have an Xbox one S and I have a particular game, uh, gears of war four, which is an HDR enabled game. Of course I fired it up and nothing really looked spectacular. I mean, I looked at yeah. it like, Oh, you know, okay. But I really wasn't seeing what hmm. I saw, you know, on those videos on YouTube, you know? Yeah, and so man. I messed around with some coloring and things like that. And I, and they and in the game settings, there's like an HDR. Button. Yeah, there's yeah, a game, yeah. In the for, game settings, in the game HDR settings for, for the level. for the games, and, and it's it, it's the same way, guys. I mean, again, we're not here promoting platforms like that. If if you live in the in the PlayStation Four Pro world, it's the same thing. If if you got a game that's got HDR capability, you go into the settings of that game and you can adjust your HDR settings. Right. Um, you can also do it through the console itself. So please don't read into reasonableness endorsing one thing over the other. We're just telling stories. So I, I'm trying to figure out, I was like, man, as you know, I'm looking at this, I'm like, I, I think that maybe my TV doesn't have HDR because I'm not getting these incredibly vibrant colors and these deep blacks. I mean, the picture looks good, but it, I can tell something is missing. So I decided to purchase my first ever 4k Blu-ray hacksaw Ridge and uh, bought it, took it home that night, popped it in, went to watch it. It looked good. But I'm sitting there looking, and I'm like, man, I said, this really 
to my eyes now i'm yeah. i'm more visual than i am audio like sure man. audio for me is like yeah that sounds good and i just kind of move on uh I'm, I'm much more visual with with how i see things and, and, and i'm looking at it and i'm like you know this looks great but this doesn't look any different than blu-ray hmm. so i was like man it's like this kind of this is lame and i'm thinking it's like well you know my tv must just not have hdr capability because it hmm. clearly is not um, demonstrating it. In fact, something I forgot to tell you, Ryan, when I popped in Hacksaw Ridge for the first time, I did get a little window that popped up that said this disc is um, um, optimized for HDR. And it's hmm. to get the best experience, you know, utilize HDR. And I was just like, well, this my TV must just not have it. And so I went into the Xbox One settings, you know, went to... The video settings, the Xbox One recognized that it was connected to a 4K TV. But then when I went into the advanced settings, it's like nothing was checkmarked. It was just like, yeah, you're connected to a TV is basically what it told me. Yeah. And it just had a bunch of like exclamation points on where things should have a checkmark. And I was like, well, bummer. I'm like, this is this is no good. So now I'm debating. It's like, well, do I package this thing up? Because I was kind of where yeah. you were at. I'm like, man, well, dude, maybe I misunderstood what UHD means. And I'm and I'm kind of digging in and I'm doing my homework and I'm finding out that UHD means HDR, but there are some TVs that have HDR. There are some that don't. There are some that use Dolby Vision, which is another version of HDR. And I'm like, oh, for Pete's sake. So I'm like, well, I guess I could take this back. But if you guys yeah. have ever returned to TV, that's a pain in the rump. You know, trying to get that back in the box. Good luck. <laughs> that fit in there one, one time. time that's like rewrapping a christmas <laughs> present after a four-year-old is torn through that it. is I mean, put it's, in there by robots and yeah. if you don't have a robot you cannot put it yeah. back in the box the robot who put that tv in the box was smashed and crushed after he did it and replaced by another <laughs> they, robot there's no there's who no puts, who puts another tv in yeah. a box then gets smashed, gets smashed and, and crushed, crushed. right <laughs> one robot per boxing yeah so you know i decided to kind of start digging around a little bit more and i got behind my tv and I noticed that the HDMI port, HDMI port yeah. number one, had a green little strip on it. Huh. Uh, underneath where it said HDMI one. And that's where the Xbox is plugged into. Uh, and then I've got an Apple TV and another one, and then my NES Classic into another one. Uh, and neither one of those other two devices are 4K. So really, the, right. the point is moot on those two. Yeah. Um, though a 4K NES Classic would be pretty kick butt, but whatever uh, if they could just make them so uh i'm i'm looking at it and i'm like okay green strip so i grab my ipad and i'm looking at my green strip visio and it's like it's saying well this is your hdr input so if you have an hdr device this is what you plug oh. into oh and i'm like oh okay Ooh. all right so i got that right and then as I did some more digging that if for most TVs that have HDR slash UHD capability, usually it's only one HDMI port that will have it because if every HDMI port had HDR full 4K capabilities, we would have like seven and $10,000 TVs. I mean, it would just be crazy expensive. In the case of yours, you've got something that sits outside of the TV that's like its own little kind of like logic board. Yeah, so yeah. the way mine works, it's in, and I have a, I do have a Samsung television. Mm -hmm. um, and which, so, which, by the way, I was, when you're telling me you have a Samsung, I'm like, dude, you can't tell me that Samsung doesn't have an HDR capability. And that's I mean, where I was at. Like I just one of like, the first really, pioneers of HDR. Yeah. It'd be crazy to have a, a Samsung was, TV that doesn't have that. 
Yeah. And this TV was off the line when I bought it. It wasn't like I bought some old stock. It wasn't like we bought the discount television and delivered by South Koreans themselves. They brought it. Yeah, They came by, (laughs) taught me some of some, some Korean and we had a conversation and they left. It was beautiful. It was amazing. Um, but I mean, it was fresh off the line. Like it was, it was the brand new television for the season. They were rolling that out. I think it was like Super Bowl, like weekend where they best were time to buy TVs, some, yeah. dude. Super Bowl oh, is man. always the best time to buy TVs, Beats dude. Black Friday by yep. a long shot. Oh yeah, dude. Wait for Super Bowl. Best so prices. if you don't find a good Black yep. Friday deal, wait for Super wait for Bowl Super weekend, Bowl, dude. You will save so oh, much man. money and get such a great TV. I tell you, um, is anyway. So yeah, so we got this TV. It was fresh off the line. It's it comes with a little. It, it, like I said, like we were talking about, it, it's a, it's a one connector it's like a con- it's like their own proprietary connection but it connects to a um, a box and outside that box is just four hdmi plugins so you have four inputs four hdmi inputs that connect to this smart link that goes back to the television so it's an extra cable however but it's it, even it, though it it's sits outside kind of, of pieces well it sits outside of the lo- of the main logic board of your yeah. television right Right. So yeah. it plugs in and it's an extra cable and there's kind of some extra wires. And so things you have to tuck things behind it to make sure it looks nice. But but it's not they don't have to put a chipset on each one of those HDMI yeah. plugs. And then I'm not restricted to just one HDR like uh, device from that point because it's all connected to the yeah. smart link where I'm limited. I'm, I'm limited to one. On, which on your my, TV has the one input the because one. Yeah. if they put if they put them on all four that TV would cost what oh. like seven thousand oh, it would be so. expensive it'd be so expensive <laughs> yeah. so um, I, I see that and I'm like okay so the cool thing about you know Vizio TVs is pretty much you control all the settings directly from an app that you can put on your iPhone or, or Android device if you want so I launched the the Vizio app. You know, they talk to each other. They're on the same Wi-Fi network. And I'm like, okay. I said, clearly this thing has an HDR capability and I'm not seeing where to turn this on because everything else is telling me that it's there. I've got an HDMI right. that's color-coded green. I've got a, a, a HDMI 2.0 cable plugged in from my 4K capable gaming rig, <laughs> you know, plugged into this right. TV. yeah. And so that's where I stumble across input settings. I'm like, oh, I hadn't seen this before. I tapped on that. Gives the drop down list of everything that I have plugged in. And I have, you know, all my, my ports named. So like HDMI is Xbox One. HDMI 2 is Apple TV. HDMI right. 3 is NES. Very easy to, to, to follow. So I'm like, okay. So um, I'm like, well, I know HDMI 1 is color coded green. So I tap on that. And sure enough, there's a little option that says uhd color it's turned off i'm currently sitting on my xbox screen i tap that to on the screen goes black on my tv for about one and a half seconds and comes back up and color is snapping and popping and i'm like there it is there it is go into the set yeah go into the settings on my xbox one and everything is checkmarked it sees it as and i'm like oh my goodness now what's the point of all this reasonableness here's the point this could not (laughs) be more confusing for the consumer 
than it is right now. I mean, my friend Ryan oh, spent, you know, good money. He was an early adopter for this technology. He had it, didn't realize he had it, got misinformation about it, has yeah. all the necessary tools. He's got a gaming device, uh, an Xbox One S that's fully 4K capable uh, in terms of movies, not for gaming, but for movies. Um He's got I'm a TV. I consider that can myself a pretty tech savvy person. Yeah, and I've known you long enough to know that you're not like you know scratching your beard over like how to plug in a blender. You know, you're not like oh this <laughs> contraption I think plugs in here. Uh, yeah, and, and I consider something. Yeah, and I consider myself a, a fairly tech forward person, considering I used to sell oh, yeah. HD TVs at a certain big box retailer several years, several, 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 several years ago. But yeah, this can be more confusing for the consumer because here I have a great TV that I thought had this feature, thought I didn't have this feature, but then having to go through like a ton of research and just kind of hit and miss finding where it's at and going, oh, and then once I turned it on, I was like, oh my goodness. I mean, hello. Welcome 4K HDR. You you had it the whole time and and you just had to like find the right path in which to get there. Uh, In fact, my TV just got a software update last week that upgraded it from HDR to HDR 10, which is like the newest version, the most recent version of of HDR, Um, probably in anticipation for an upcoming game console uh, because a lot of these TVs manufacturers, you know, they know that we're getting close to holiday shopping season and people want to have their TVs, you know, being able to rock the greatest uh, oh, yeah, resolution. Sure. So anyway, yeah. So we kind of got in a roundabout way of getting there that, you know, right. Um, the end of the story is Ryan has 4k <laughs> HDR capability. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. Look into it a little bit, guys, um, guys and gals that listen to the show. And if you're a little, uh, if you're like me and a little, got a little wrapped up into all the marketing terms and got and talked to a goober, um, who didn't read the morning memo all the way through, look into it a little bit. There's, there's something, um, and man, I wish I wrote it down, but it's the, uh, S C E C. Uh, I think, uh, but it's they authenticate UHD televisions. So if you have a certified UHD television, then that then that television is HDR compatible and your thumbs up. You can watch all the latest stuff. You can get 4K UHD DVDs with HDR and you're going to enjoy every pixel that is that they wanted to light up on your screen. You will see that pixel lit up on your screen. And if you haven't had the opportunity to view a 4k uhd blu-ray guardians of the galaxy volume 2 you guys are in for a treat. uh yeah man. yeah i mean i i finished it today i started the other day but then life got in the way had the last 30 minutes that i finished up uh today um well, you said life got in the way life got in the way like i had to go okay. to work not my no, wife no, not my wife no, <laughs> I barely heard you. My wife got in the way. Wife got in the way. For darn near four days, she wouldn't stop standing in front of the TV. No, No, John, you're not watching this. Yeah. Um, I got to say, Ryan, um, number one, this really is big news. Getting back to Guardians of the Galaxy here after a little (laughs) foray into 4K. Um, This is big news because this is Disney's first ever 4K Ultra HD Blu-ray. You know, other studios have, you know, obviously produced it. Sony, Warner Brothers, things like that. Um, You know, I've got Logan on 4K. I've got Batman v Superman on 4K. 
Uh, so this is big news for Disney to to go in this direction. Disney usually is not so much of an early adopter. Kind of took them a while to get into Blu-ray, if you guys remember. Uh, took them yeah. a real long time to get into DVD, from VHS to DVD. Uh, they made George Lucas look speedy when it came to adopting the DVD yeah. format. Uh, so I, I can tell you, Ryan, this movie in 4K, guys, reasonableness, if you have the capability... Seriously, and, and and rarely do you ever see us put like a crazy endorsement on a format because we want you guys to get a format that's going to make the most sense for you. But if you've got the capability, guys, pick this up on 4K. I mean, it is the the colors absolutely were popping, and you know we talked about this in our recap show for Volume Two after uh, you know theatrical run. That we both yeah. agreed that on home video standard Blu-ray, um, it was going to look great. And definitely nobody does Blu-ray like Disney. Just nobody. I mean, they just, they know how to do it. And, and yeah, they've man. got a great team working on it. Um, not so much gushing about the video transfer of this movie and, and how beautiful it looks. I got to say, Ryan, um, I walked away from Guardians 2 with a little bit of a better appreciation for it. Uh, I'd say that was one of the more surprising uh, text messages I've received in a while. Yeah, um, and we the, had a we had, we went pretty salty. We on, we on we did, and and I and I and when I think back to that, I'm wondering maybe now, and some of the same criticisms apply. Okay, um, I do not like the Pac Man in the in the in the final boss fight. I I don't like that. Right. I still think that's a little silly. It's ludicrous. Um, the Hasselhoff moment. I don't remember it being as abrasive as we as I thought it was the first time. Maybe because okay. I knew it was coming. Probably. All right. Um, it's a little a little smoother for you on that one. That yeah, didn't hit as hard. Yeah. Not, I mean, it's still. Uh, you know, it is what it is. But I, I more right. probably more along the lines because I knew it was coming. Um, and and of course, you know, the opening battle scene. Um, just you know, baby group just dancing. I just mean, the baby group dance party, which apparently yeah. was James Gunn. It was James Gunn. Yeah, uh, dance. They they just put a capture suit on him. Yeah. So that was the that was James Gunn the entire yeah. time. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I came away with a little bit of a better appreciation for it, and where some of the things okay. I, I felt that you know I just you know maybe got a little bit wrong. Uh, I, I'm wondering if Ryan just going in, the expectations were so high for this movie. For me, I don't know how they were for you, but for me, they were so, so like sky high that no matter what, it it was going to let me down in some way, probably very similar to Iron Man three, where I went into that and in my criticisms, I still have of that. And you know that I've come around on that one as well, too, for sure that, you know, the expectations were just so high and they don't meet those expectations. And then, and then you grouse because honestly, Iron Man two was so good. You know, you know, you and I are kind of in the minority on that one. If you look at like overall, a lot of people view Iron Man two as one of the weakest, Hmm. Uh, yeah, and you and I seem to have a different flow. I I love Iron Man too. I mean, Iron Man too. I thought was great. Uh, can so. can we bring back Justin Hammer? Please bring back oh Justin Hammer. Uh, that little that little foot groove he does oh. when he's on stage, and he tells that he, he tells that gal. <laughs> Get that! Get that out of here! Yeah, that microphone. <laughs> they, that, when that podium, when joke fails, and they're moving the podium. Yeah. And they just when he joke bombs, yeah. and he goes, "Get get that out of here, <laughs> dude." Sam so the only thing they'll be running out of Perfect is Justin ink. Hammer. 
crickets. Right, get that out of here. Get, <laughs> yeah, dude, get, Sam get, Rockwell, get dude, he is gold. <laughs> oh, man. Speaking of, speaking of a Sam Justin Rockwell Hammer. film, uh, uh, not just yeah. Moon, but check out Matchstick Men with him and Nicolas Cage. Oh, and what a good one, Those man. two, Those two together yeah. are just gold. They're just gold. Oh, that movie is really Nicholas Cage needs some Sam Rockwell in his life. I, those two need to do another movie together. But um, absolutely. But yeah, it just, you know, I came away with a better appreciation for it. Um, while I still think a few things were kind of shoehorned hard, especially the Yondu Quill father son um, dynamic. Yeah, that, sure. Again, not hinted at at all in the first movie. OK, you're given no indication that those two ever thought of each other in that manner. Yeah. Um, but still, though, I was just like, OK, you know what? Second viewing. All right. All right. I may have been a little too harsh. Some criticisms still stand and they will always stand. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed watching it again at home. And of course, it was going to be a purchase no matter what. It's an MCU film. We're completists. We're, you're you're was going to get it either way. I yeah. mean, it just wasn't. It's going to it's going to be in the collection. It has to be. It has to be. So, yeah, I, you know, really enjoyed it. Um, looking forward to, uh, you know, you getting your copy and, and, you know, maybe getting your thoughts when you see it for a second time. Because I think you only saw it in the theater once as well right it was yeah it was just yeah. the once and uh at the time uh, i think in in you and i kind of rode in the same camp man i i was really i was really disappointed um i guess not really disappointed i shouldn't say that um i i was salty man i i walked out of that movie theater with just kind of like a man it was fun it was it was a romp um but i really expected more um, from it. And that may have been, you, you know, you may be spot on. If I give it, a, I'll give it a, definitely give it another watch. Uh, I'm definitely getting the 4k version of this thing. Um, I may even go back and get Logan again in 4k. <laughs> um, but dude, watching you know, Logan read- noir in 4k with <sighs> HDR, John, how can I know HDR that was in our last show in but- black and white? Trust me, HDR oh, in black and white. Those clean. blacks are deep. Those are deep. It's black. Super yeah, clean. Very cool. Super clean. Uh, but yeah, man. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to actually getting it again and, and kind of watching it again. It's a fun. They're fun movies. Guardians of the Galaxy was um, it was fresh and different, honestly, more than anything else. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1 was fresh and different. And I think uh, I do still think and, I, and, and when I give it a while to watch, I may hold this opinion still, but we can mark it now. I think there was a lot of writing on that i think we rested in the laurels uh of guardians one when 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 we were writing guardians two um but to be fair after i watch it again i'll i may concede on some points and i may you know stand behind some others but um no i'm looking forward to it i I think it's gonna look beautiful anyway it's going to look you'll enjoy the color you will absolutely the color splashes will just blow your mind when when we were at our saltiest uh, about this movie when we were at our saltiest about this movie we found out that it was going to be 4k uh, when it comes out and i said man that movie is going to look real good on mute <laughs> it's for sure <laughs> it's for sure but again i you know i'll watch it again next show i will be more than happy to to to, to gush i'm sure yeah so, so yeah check that out reasonableness uh fully available now um <clears throat> If you don't have the 4K, that, that's cool. I would still recommend getting Blu-ray because uh, standard Blu-ray is 1080p is still going to look. Um, oh, yeah. Still going to look still going to look nice. adorable, to say the least. All and right, man. Uh, Tuesday, well, today, another movie um, dropped digitally. Was that today? That was today, man. 
Yeah, so Wonder Woman is out for digital consumption. Digital HD available through yeah, iTunes, HD. Xbox, uh, PlayStation Network, Google Play, Amazon Video, Vudu, all your usual suspects for yeah. Digital. All of your digital retailers uh, have the Wonder Woman um, on there. I uh, because I'm waiting on the 4K of Guardians. I'm going to go get that. 4K I, Wonder Woman. That's a no brainer. I, that's where I really I I'm gonna get it and Famous I know Skira with Warner, Warner Brothers has a oh my goodness uh, yeah I'm looking forward to it I man I'm really looking forward to it so but I tell you the uh, the 4K uh, venture with with Guardians a little bit easier because the ecosystem that I have chosen for all of my digital media um, I've been living inside of iTunes for years yeah Warner so, Brothers doesn't um, always play nice Warner Brothers store, yeah, yeah so I think they they choose a different digital uh, retailer which is hey uh, you know capitalism is choice That's so there you prerogative. go absolutely yeah man make make your money cool um, so I it will be a double purchase um, oh you're gonna double dip well you know I it, it probably will be but I'm going to wait to get it I'm going to watch it first with 4K. So I'm going to wait yeah, until wait, the 4K yeah, wait comes for the 4K, out. And then when it goes on sale, I'm going to buy the 4K for like first. Bucks. Yeah. I get it when it's yeah, like $10. I'm gonna, yeah. Yeah, man. So I'm going to buy the 4K first and definitely enjoy it uh, for the first time in my home on my HDR compatible there television. There you go, man. There you uh, go. Well, I'm going to pop it in there first. But yeah, so it's out today digitally, man. So gobble it up. If that is your medium of choice, um, it is out and ready to go. In fact, I got an email from Draft House the other day that said, that uh, or I think it was even some Wonder Woman post as well. They are host. They are pushing it right back out for an on what they're calling an encore performance. Yeah, I believe it, dude. Um, back in the theater, I believe. And it. I tell you, with um, with old uh, who Jimmy Cameron and his uh, his oh, choice of words uh, for for Wonder Woman. Um, I think it's just a resurgence. It's back in people's brains. That was the, and honestly, man, like if you do not have a stake inside of that movie, then it, don't talk about it. Like you are the only, anyone who has anything to say about this movie is only drawing attention to this movie and allowing them to continue this like money machine that is Wonder Woman right well, now. Well, I can tell you what successful the, machine. Yeah, I, I can tell you what the problem is, Ryan. It, it's so simple. And for those of you who may not know what we're talking about, James Cameron a couple days ago um, in an interview, he's been out promoting uh, Terminator 2 and 3D, uh, which is something literally nobody cares about seeing. And wait, Terminator um, 2? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it actually debuted this past weekend. Um, oh, I think like something like fifty-four theaters ended up making. I think. Oh, like, I thought he was. Oh, yeah. I haven't heard about that. I just knew he was promoting yeah. the, next, the next like seven Avatar films that he's. <laughs> they like, will never see the written. light of day. Uh, yeah. So he's he's out. You know, pimping Terminator, Terminator Two is one of my favorite movies, but Terminator Two, Three D. Yeah, I, I like Dance with Wolves as well too. Um, get it. Avatar was dances it. with wolves. Yeah. Okay. Oh, Avatar. I was talking about Terminator Two though. That's oh, one of my ter- oh, movies. I thought you meant Avatar was one of your favorite movies of all time. No, Avatar is great eye candy, but it's definitely not original storytelling by no. any means. Beautiful it's, it's eye the, candy. It's, the, it's Disney Pocahontas. It's yeah. dances. It, yeah, with dances with it's, wolves. It's Pocahontas. Yeah, it's the same thing. It's so yeah. yeah he it's, was it's out a, promoting yeah, uh, the 3D uh, version of Terminator Two again. I, I don't know who was asking for that, um, but anyway, it's a gimmick, man. Yeah, that movie right? can stand alone just fine. I on know. Its own. I, I don't know how many more different versions of T2 I need to see. So yeah, 
you know, he, he mentioned something about, you know, Wonder Woman. He, and basically, kind of paraphrasing, and you guys can look this up. We, you've got access to this incredible database called the Internet. Uh, he, he said something along the lines that he didn't understand or hear that he, that he felt it was a lot of hoopla, a lot of hype about Wonder Woman being this great, you know, uh, inspiring character for females. And he referenced it back to uh, Sarah Connor. And, and this is where I think he was kind of missing the point big time is that he said, he goes, he said, Wonder Woman is portrayed as being this great role model for girls because she's beautiful. And he said, so basically what we're saying is if you're beautiful and strong, then you're a great role model. And basically he kind of throws Linda Hamilton under the bus, um, who was a very attractive woman. I don't, I don't know where he's getting this idea that people didn't think Sarah Connor was uh, unattractive. Um, he's like, well, you can take someone like Sarah Connor, who's a little bit more rougher and a little bit meaner and a little bit tougher, but yet vulnerable. She was a great role model for young girls. I'm like, okay, yeah, that's true. I mean, can, can they not both be great role models for not just girls, uh, but for boys as well too. And, and this is yep. where the problem, this, this is what I really believe the problem is. Ryan is repeatedly you hear, uh, from actors, directors, producers, Essentially, I know we're a PG rated show, but it has to be said bitching about comic book movies because, because they're saying, well, I can't get my stuff made because all people want to go see are comic book movies. Okay. You're right. So make something that people want to see. Yeah. Okay. And it doesn't have to be a comic book movie. Correct. Make something people want to watch. Correct. Uh, Christopher Nolan managed to do it movie called Dunkirk. Okay. Yeah. He managed to do it. And don't tell me that it just because it's Christopher Nolan, Christopher Nolan does not always produce mega blockbusters. He just doesn't. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, if if you're saying and you're going, Oh, well, if it's not a comic book movie, it's not going to make any money. Oh, really? Really? I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Make something that people want to go see. So this is what I think it is, Ryan. Again, it's just more jealousy. It's like, well, here you got James Cameron, whose last theatrical movie was Avatar, which was what? 2008, 2009? It was 2012. No, no, no. No, 12? Dude, it's older than that. Sorry, I'm wrong. Nope, it was not 12. Yeah, that's like, that's Um, 2009, 2010, man. That's, yeah, we we can pull it up here in a second. But um, so that was his last theatrical run movie. Okay. He keeps telling us about all these sequels that are coming. uh, And and he's, and he's like going to redo Terminator. Yeah. Just what we need is another reimagining of the Terminator franchise. Um, You know, because each one has been so incredibly successful. Yeah. 2009. Yeah. So um, I think this was comes down to it's like people are upset that comic book movies continue to make good box office money, not just because they're comic book movies, because they're yeah. telling great stories. Because it's a good story. It's a good story. Yeah. Wonder Woman. So Wonder yeah. Woman wasn't just about a powerful female character. It was a great story. Yep. There you go, man. It's yours, dude. Take it. Well, here's 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 kind of what he said, and it wasn't. I mean, he didn't say much. What he said was all the self congratulatory back padding uh, Hollywood's been doing over Wonder Woman has been so misguided. She is an objectified icon, and it's just male Hollywood doing the same old thing. I'm not saying I didn't like the movie, but to me, it's a step backwards. So he doesn't think that Wonder Woman was a progressive feminist female character he thinks wonder woman is just a a, uh uh honestly like another doll in a skirt 
Like he really, he really looked at Wonder Woman and made that call of she's just another pretty girl in a short skirt, um, and that's why you know that's why it's that's why it's been making all the money, um, and it's and it's just because well, we all wanted you know, to look at her legs behind. and her butt. That's the only reason why we right. saw it. Yeah, that's it. That's the only reason we why we went and well, saw it. That's oh, the only reason yeah, why she's an icon. I wanted to see it. I just wanted to look at her legs. I guess. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. And and it's so in other so words, he's saying he's, we're all stupid, right? He's saying we're dumb. Well, he's this guy. He's he's saying that yeah. all the all this praise and all this stuff about being an icon is undeserved oh. um, from Wonder Woman. So I, you know, cannot be more wrong. Cannot be yeah, more wrong. Yeah, and, and you know. I don't think he's, you know, in terms of like sexism, I'm not seeing a lot of like, I'm not seeing that. But what I meant, what I am seeing is a very incorrect analysis of what Wonder Woman really stood for. And he totally, when he sat in that movie theater, that's telling me what he was looking at. He sat down with an agenda. He said, I think he sat down with an agenda. Either he sat down with an agenda or what he saw was a pretty girl in a short skirt. And he did not look for everything that that movie stood for. James Cameron saw Wonder Woman as a pretty girl in a skirt, and that's all he wanted to see. And he's just, he was he's, not looking. He was not looking for uh, a hero. He was not looking for an example. He was not looking for an icon. Um, he's got it in his now. You know, to be fair, on the other side of that, you know, with a character that Linda Hamilton played, like yes, super strong woman, female led character who kicks a lot of butt, yes. and does a really good job at it. And he wrote that. So, uh, it, gr- good job, right? But on this one, dude, you you <laughs> swung and missed. Yeah. Um. I, you know with your statement there, I think you, I think James Cameron watched the movie with that agenda in mind that he was going to go see a pretty girl in a skirt. And that's, that's all he wanted to see and ignored everything that that movie stood for. So, uh, you know, yeah, he missed a step backwards. He missed the point, a step backwards. If you're making another avatar movie, that is simply a version number two of what you already did, which was a version and a copy of a copy of a copy of another movie. Let's talk. Let's start talking about taking steps backwards. Correct. Like I'd have no problem if we want to start criticizing what you're putting on the table. Well, or not putting on the table. Or, yeah, just trying to hype for the table. Anyway. Yeah. There you go. All right, man. Let's move into print a little bit here. Um, yeah, dude. So we've got Dark. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to grab my copy here. My million dollar copy one day. One yeah, day. you have. So, so j- just so you guys know, John is showing me his copy of Metal um, number one, metal number one. And it's I like reflecting you, off the iPad screen it, too. Yeah. It's, it's like, so I can, I, I see your, I see me in, <laughs> yeah. in the iPad screen right now. Yeah. That's all I'm looking at this is through the cover foil. And that I tell you cover. that is printed on just, just solid 24 karat gold. must be. <laughs> yeah. Right. Just, uh, Samurai I mean, we, comics you know, we only, talk a lot. They only had about 300 copies of it. It's going to be worth. <laughs> yeah. It's be worth yeah. We used to, you know, the nineties were filled with a lot of these like, print, you know, like a super rare, but I tell you, I think this one's it. I think, think this one's the one that is going to fund this show into oblivion Mm -hmm. i think we'll i think i think we'll be able to hold on to this copy i don't even want to take it out of its sleeve but i'm going to get my nasty fingerprints all over it yeah it's done it's done it's It's, what is it a worth a dollar it's not even like now like just it just dropped in value by a thousand percent well sorry sorry fans it smells so good I don't think we have enough money to 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 continue the yeah. bandwidth of the show right now. I think we got to hang should I, up. Should I let everyone hear me smell it? Go for it. Oh, that's a good smell, dude. Print 
print smells good. It does. All right. Yeah. So this started off uh, one uh, of many to come really great series uh, for DC. Um, yeah. Wrapping up 2017 and, and moving into 2018. Uh, so Dark Knight's uh, Metal uh, is off to a start after uh, Dark Days, the Forge and the casting. What do you think of this story, man? I the mythology behind uh, the 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 universe that they are creating. I tell you, um, it starts off when when I open up when I get to open up a DC comic book and I see Hawkman as one of like the first like people that I'm actually seeing inside the comic book. I get a little excited. Like there's something inside of me that's just like because that is just. Hawkman is not is not a uh, is not a character we see on the front page a lot anymore. No, um, not really. I know he's on the the DC show uh, Legends of Tomorrow, and or is it Hot? Yeah, Girl? Legends of Tomorrow, or is that Hot? Girl? No, it's both. Are they both. both on there? Okay. Yeah, okay. because they made a feature inside of Green uh, Green and Arrow. Um, and Flash did the crossover with them as well. That's I think right. around That's season right. two of Flash. So there was some there was some Hawk episodes, which was kind of cool. But you know, uh, CW's cash is is uh, a little lacking instead of some special effects. But hey, you know, it's a show it nonetheless. It is the CW, yeah. So, and it's doing yeah. you know it's doing fairly well as Barry continues to just make aggressive love to the timeline. Yeah, um, right. <laughs> just, just he needs to quit. <laughs> Honestly. Get off that treadmill, dude. Yeah. Get off the timeline in the CW. Anyway, so uh but so in this one though, when I opened up the like the what is it the 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 I think it was the casting or yeah. it was the forge and then the casting and then metal. Um in the forge, Hawkman is one of the first characters you kind of see and it's not really he's not like the star of the show, but the narrator is talking over that yeah, over those and, he, scenes. and he's not and in I, the traditional Hawkman really cool. suit with the wings yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's just I haven't seen that character in a while and it was really cool to see him. But there is this mythology um that they are building um that is 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 really deep rooted into the multiverse of dc and so while this is not a rebirth storyline this won't like dive into we're not going to see any um you know crossovers here of of rebirth action but it is you won't see uh dr manhattan or anything like that right you're not going to see anything like that but uh what's really nice is that um this this does exist in a multiverse version of where rebirth is so they are recognized as uh, being in the same kind of multiverse, but they aren't, weren't going to be making any big crossovers here. Well, and it is continuity, um, so this isn't taking place outside of what. It's kind of yeah. hard to it's kind of hard to nail down. It, it basically, you know, I sent you a cool. So, like, rebirth storyline won't it doesn't stop where and this picks up Correct. and then goes and then comes back to rebirth. Correct. Rebirth is going to continue. So, if you're reading Batman and and reading Superman, reading um, action comics inside of Rebirth, great. Continue to do that. Those stories are just going to continue alongside this metal series. This is Correct. this is different. Correct. Yeah. So yeah. this is not they're not related, but it is it is something that's really tasty. Uh, yeah, and, and I like the way that you put it. It's building on a, a on a very cool uh, mythology, and you know we don't want to spoil too much. You know, I mean it's it, it's been out now for uh, about a week. Uh, the second one will be out here uh, pretty shortly. Um, I got mine in print. I, did you get yours digital edition, or did you buy a print copy? I did get the digital the digital, okay. digital edition. Cool. Um, 
so yeah, basically, you know, to kind of boil it down, if you guys haven't, you know, started looking at it, there is a metal that's called the nth metal, N, capital N-T-H, nth metal. Yeah, nth metal. And it has some what would maybe kind of be considered supernatural properties. Uh, but again, it kind of borders on that, you know, what you call magic, we call science type of thing, uh, where it emits this frequency and it causes, you know, uh, worlds to exist alongside ours, but we don't see it. Example would be dinosaur in the DC world, dinosaur Island, Themyscira, places like that. And, uh, Basically, it's laid out in this book that the 52 universes are actually just laid out. It's like, there's 52. There's 52 universes. And yeah, then, I thought that was really cool. Yeah, and then underneath that, um, in the narrative, the um, person who's d- describing these 52 universes, she flips the map over and she said, and this is what the foundation of it sits on top of, is this dark multiverse. That yeah, dark multiverse. The dark multiverse. Um in that there's this multiverse and there's this one that exists in this shadow world that is evil and twisted and dark. And we don't know a lot about it. Uh, as a reader, we don't know a lot about it. The characters in this fictional world don't know a lot about it. Hawkman was investigating it. Uh, and it's kind of hard to kind of, you know, distill it all down into a quick synopsis. You really got to read the casting and the forge before you, before you pick up metal. Um, yeah, please do that. Otherwise you can be like, what in the world is going on? It's not going to make a whole lot of sense. Uh, and it's well worth the investment to pick up those two books before you get, uh, uh, Dark Knight's Metal Number One, uh, where Hawkman was basically investigating the source of this metal. Where has it come from? The ancient tribes. One was a bird. One was a wolf. One was a bear. The the tribe of the bat overtook the tribe of the bird. Um, and then how that plays Which is into the picture of like court of owls and correct, stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. And and how this plays into Bruce Wayne. Um, there are hints that Thomas Wayne is going to be making a potential appearance in this as well too. Um, again, that's just some rumors that I've seen. Yeah. In other words, I mean, this is really a very mythology rich telling of the Batman character. And even though the, you know, Batman seems to kind of be taking the forefront in terms of dark nights, it, this really is kind of a group, uh, adventure at least it's happening in, in number one, uh, yeah. the justice league is working together. Um, Batman is very, or they, they view him very suspiciously because he's been investigating this nth metal and he's not really telling them the reason yeah, why he's not, he, he did. He he's is, not giving it up. No, he is literally saying nothing. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's a great kickoff. Uh, this is written. So I have to, yeah, go ahead. Say, mm-hmm. Well, I want to, I mean, I kind of want to get into a little bit. It's a, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of spoilery, but I think it's worth it. I think it's, I think it'd be, it'd whet your appetite. Again, we're in only an episode. I say episode. Episode We're only in in episode one. We're only in the first issue of metal. So anything that's spoiled inside the first issue is probably going to say nothing when we start to get into the next few issues. But the things that have been released already, um, essentially, uh, Batman has been investigating this this nth metal series, and it becomes his because he's doing it, and he's doing it rather irresponsibly because he's the only one doing anything with it. He's not really reaching out for help. He's making trade deals. He traded Diana, 
um, uh, with, uh, with one of, with her sword that ended up being another trade deal that he traded for. Um, he traded for the nth metal so he could actually get a hold of it. And he used green lantern to help him reestablish a machine and rebuild a machine that green lantern really didn't know what he was doing with it either. And he was um, hiding the Joker. <laughs> He was hiding the Joker. So there's a lot of things that are really kind of interesting about it. But what's more interesting than else is that at the end of this issue, uh, it, it comes to the it comes to light that it is Batman's fault that all of this is starting to happen. The door has he's, been yeah, opened. He's woken something up. He's opened a door. He's woken something up from the dark universe. And here's what I can tell you, that some of the villains have been named. And I want to go through the names of these villains uh, for metal um they're they're all ben I, what i can tell you is that they are all based around batman so these villains are based in batman one is called the drowned one is called the Dawnbreaker. one is called the murder machine one is called the merciless one is called the red death one is called the devastator and the one that I tell you that I am looking forward to meeting the most and his artwork has been already released and it's out there. Jeff Johns posted it um, not too long ago was the Batman who laughs. And I, and I'm so excited to see the Batman who laughs come to light in metal. I think it's going to be a really, they've already released some of the artwork. It's really disturbing. Um, but really, Batman takes on, you see the evil versions of Batman in, in pictures of all the Justice League members. So, for instance, the drowned version of Batman is Aquaman's Batman to like mixture. Um, the Dawnbreaker is Green Lantern in Batman's mixture. So, there's a lot of these, and they're all villains. Um, so, we're going to see some, we're going to see some, uh, I think we're going to see some really cool action uh, yeah. coming down the line from this series, dude. I am super thrilled jim lee's doing a lot of the cover art for a lot of this stuff he's not doing all the pencils inside the comic but he's doing uh i think most of the cover art um and that cover art can i can i can you bring that up one more time yeah this cover yeah this cover is art just is not gorgeous. jim lee um no that, that one's not but yeah. but he's doing a ton of he's doing a ton of covers let me move, uh, ton, let me ton move of cover my mic art. out of the way here you're good but he's doing a lot of the cover art. Yeah, that's not that doesn't look like it. Well, I don't know. No, that doesn't not, really look like Jim Lee. But yeah, no, it's, it's really a little, a little too square uh, for yeah. Jim Lee, but it, it's still good art nonetheless. Yeah. Uh, so I know I went deep in that, but man, like, oh, yeah. So I know who, I went really deep inside of metal, but it is so worth I think this one's going to be worth the pocketbook on this one. Uh, and, uh, yeah, they, absolutely. Yeah. And they, uh, I agree. They have a lot of fringe. Teen Titans, I think, is actually the next technical release on it. Yeah. Uh, they're going to all the a lot of story. And they released all the numbers. Thank you. I metal. was about ready to mention that. Something that I oh, good. wish. Uh, well, Marvel yeah. has done with Secret Empire. So I, I got to give them some yeah. some credit on that. But yeah, so they give on, on the very last page of uh, Metal Number 1, uh, it, it gives in just chronological order the order in which you need to read these. Um, yeah, and, and I think teen Titans number 13 or something. Teen like Titans that, number right? 12. Uh, well, 12. so it basically, it started in dark days, the forge number one, dark days, the casting number one. We're now on dark nights, metal number one. The next continuation will be teen Titans number 12. Now DC is doing something that we have wrinkled our noses over where they're peppering this out throughout numerous books. Now, um, it should be noted, though, that Scott Snyder has said that if you just stick 
to the metal storyline, you're fine. That if, you'll if, get it all. You'll, you'll get you'll, you'll get, get everything that you need. Okay. Yeah, you'll get it. Just like what Marvel admirably and fantastically has done with Secret Empire. That yeah. if you just stick to the Secret Empire, you know, number zero uh, up to number nine is where they're currently at. You're you're going to be fine. There there will be some references to events that may happen in standalone books, but they explain it just enough to yeah. where you're like, okay. You can choose to go spend the four bucks for that title or, or not. You don't really have to. Um, right. it, but I will say in the case of Secret Empire, because I have enjoyed that storyline so much yeah. that yeah. I have purchased many of those single issues and titles just because I want some of that extra gravy you know, to be poured oh, on, good. The, on the beef. Yeah. I feel the same way about metal. Uh, I have been so thoroughly impressed with the first three books leading up to this story that um yeah i'm gonna I've, i'm gonna do the fringe stuff absolutely man. I'm, in. I'm very interested yeah. in in teen titans so if you look at where it kind of ventures out we're not going to go through the whole list here but you'll see teen titans will be involved nightwing green arrow uh the suicide squad uh the justice league uh hawkman found will be is a title that stretches into 2018 ryan this storyline is going to be going for quite a while yeah. so yeah it's it's something that's gonna definitely gonna, gonna be, be worth the investment it's gonna be worth the investment so yeah pick this up guys uh either in print digital whatever we think you're really gonna enjoy this storyline uh even if you're not oh, yeah. a big batman fan uh because believe it or not there's some people who read dc and batman is not their most favorite character uh this isn't just a batman story okay this this yeah. is incorporating the justice league as well too uh one thing i do oh yeah this is this is a big justice league story in fact like a lot of the characters and and again oh uh, man I, I could just keep going on but it, it but yeah this is not just batman you're gonna see a ton of people involved here yeah absolutely uh there's also another uh very cool series that's going to be happening uh in action comics uh i do definitely want to give a shout out to that you know we have been so impressed with the rebirth storyline uh and bringing the watchman in now again watchmen aren't going to have a part of dark days metal okay this storyline they're, right. they're just it, it's not uh scott snyder has come right out and said do not expect any of that existing storyline to come into play with this but starting in action comics uh, number 987, a five-part series called Mr. Oz's Identity Revealed, The Oz Effect, uh, will be happening, which is going to start building towards the Doomsday Clock, which is the right. showdown between uh, Dr. Manhattan and Superman. We tweeted out the cover art for that a couple days ago. Um Right. Holy moly. Looking forward yeah. to that. Wow. That January, is, I think, 2018. January 2018. Uh, DC just, you know, at least in our opinion, uh, is, and they're just moving. They're moving on on all cylinders, good writing, good books. Uh, really am enjoying a lot of the DC uh, that, I, that I've been reading. I don't, I don't know about you, yeah. but I, I, I've thoroughly have been impressed with rebirth again the comic books guys that doesn't mean every page is just golden um there are you know some things that go hmm and of course you can't read everything but really have enjoyed it 
I agree, man. That's where I've I've kind of been living there again. And um, this summer was just kind of a summer for both of you know as we as we uh, had our had our ups and downs this summer a little bit. We kind of had more uh, more breaks than we had shows uh, this summer. And I think uh, it while I wasn't able to get tuned in to my comic book reading in the summer like I thought I was going to be able to, um, I foresee my fall taking a very different turn <laughs> and uh, being able to being able to lock in and uh and do that you know summer's a nice time for vacations and taking breaks and and having birthdays and all that other fun stuff but um but now that we are back in the fall season or getting toward the fall um man i'm really excited to just just dive right back in and and open up a couple more comic books and get down to my store and and get a couple of physical copies um i've a digital copied up uh, but I think I'm ready to smell some fresh paper. Smell again. some print. Uh, well, I want to encourage you, Ryan. Uh, it's not too late to jump into Secret uh, Empire. Jump oh, into yeah. Secret Empire. I think you're really going to enjoy that. Um, I know our time is drawing to a close here. I do want to give a quick shout sure. out uh, to to Marvel here. Um, they put together a, a series of one-off books. I'm going to move my mic so you can see this. It's called... Uh, Marvel Generations. This is uh, All New Wolverine and Wolverine. Here, I'm going to move my mic. Can you see that okay? Oh, yeah. That looks great. So, basically, this is Marvel moving into the Marvel legacy. Uh, and we know that, right. that that is on the horizon. And this is the Wolverine, uh, all new Wolverine and Wolverine. Basically, these are one-shot yeah. stories. Um, <clears throat> like, the other ones available are, uh, you know, the... Um, dis- uh, not Disgraced Thor, but, you know, the Fallen Thor uh, mm-hmm. Hawkeye, yeah. the two Hawkeyes basically kind of starting to blend those characters together, uh, in right. anticipation for Marvel legacy. Uh, so yeah, yeah, I picked that up the other day, uh, and one of my visits to samurai comics, very good read, really enjoyed it. They're one offs. So, you know, don't expect a all new Wolverine, Wolverine number two, you're not going to get it. They're they're one offs, but if oh, nice. it's a great it's a great starting point. I think when we when we were talking about Marvel, we talked a lot about our thoughts and concerns with Marvel over the past year in terms of things are great on screen, on print they sometimes leave us going. What are you guys doing? Where do I start? Where do I yeah. get in? Um, if you guys if you're looking for a place to jump into Marvel right now, I can't say it enough. Secret Empire. I have that has been an amazing storyline. I was so skeptical of it when it was first announced. I looked at it. I was like, wow, just another big event. Marvel loves their big events. You know, we wrap up Civil War two. We take a two second breather and now we're back yeah. into, you know, uh, Secret Empire. Here we go. Right. And before Civil <laughs> yeah. War two, it was Secret Wars and it was this and it was this and it was this. You know, how much can your readers take before they're just like, can we just get <laughs> yeah. like, consistent storytelling, you know, from book to book on individual stories? Being as skeptical as I was over Secret Empire, absolutely have enjoyed each title. Some are not as strong as others, and that, that's going to be a given whenever you have a big storyline like that. But the story has been compelling, at times very emotional, uh, at times you get angry at Steve Rogers as you're reading this. You're like, wow. wow. Yeah. You're like, excuse yeah. me. You know, uh, 
you get angry at the people who are angry at Steve Rogers, you know, in these books. Um, right. It, it just really compelling story writing. Uh, and I'm sad to see it winding down, but all good things must come to an end. So reasonableness, what's my point? My, my point is this. If you guys have been looking for a spot to jump in with Marvel, the generation series, I think is a great place to start. Right now, it's Wolverine. You got Hawkeye. You got Thor. You got Hulk. Uh, Spider-Man is going to be on its way. Some other titles as well as they build towards Marvel Legacy and the reestablishment of original characters back into their original roles, which a lot of people have been asking for, right? A lot of people have been asking for that. It's like, you know, we enjoy seeing Tony Stark as Iron Man. We've enjoyed these other you know, side adventures and, and experiments. They, they, some have been really great. Some have not been so good. Uh, you know, totally awesome Hulk. I'm looking at you. Uh, I want my Bruce Banner back. Okay. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Um, just, I like my Bruce Banner Hulk. I say secret empire in these generations. It's a great place to start as we build, build to Marvel legacy, right? I just, yeah. you know, I, I look at where the comic landscape is at. And as we, you know, 2017 is starting to kind of, you know, come to an end with some big series from DC coming, obviously you got metal. You're going to have, you know, the reveal of Mr. Oz and you're gonna have the doomsday clock, uh, with Superman and, and Dr. Manhattan yeah. secret empire is winding down generations is winding up to build to Marvel legacy. And then oh, obviously not discounting the great stuff that's happening still with Valiant and still with image and in the rebirth of young blood, which has been a super fun read. Uh, nothing real deep, nothing that's, you know, you're just like, wow, I just got to dig into this if there was a popcorn movie equivalent in comic books, it's the new young blood and <laughs> it's young blood. And I yeah. love it. And I love it. That's exactly what yeah. it needs to be. It's a, it's a, we say this a lot. Uh, but as I look at 2018, not just the great movies that are coming, you know, we got Avengers affinity war. We're going to be wrapping up this year with Thor and, and justice oh, league. Yeah. And then we got oh, infinity yeah. war in 2018. Um, and then we got Ant-Man and, and Wasp in 2018. We got Aquaman. Which just in two- had some had some photos some out still of shots, Lily right? inside the Wasp. We've got Aquaman great. in 2018 with Jason Momoa. I'm really looking forward oh, yeah. to that. I think that's going to be a lot of fun. It really oh, is yeah. a great time for books. Um, get to your local comic shop and, and pick up some books, jump in, and just take a gamble. You know, you never know what you may find. You may find something that yeah, you really like. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, before we sign off, can we add one more thing? Yeah, man. One you more thing. It. I promised in a, in, a, in a tweet that I sent out earlier today, we would discuss a little DCEU mayhem. Yes, the Batman. Oh, yeah. Yes, the Batman yeah. will be a part of the DCEU. Okay, everyone yeah. relax. Be still my heart. And everyone I put that out, I, I think, the other day. Um, and I think what's more interesting about that is um, the... You know, the relationship that a lot of people have with DCEU and a lot of people that have been hearing, honestly, it, 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 it was very expected, uh, to be honest with you, the response that to me it happened. Um, I was a little taken aback. I, I didn't really know how to take it. Um, I tell you, but in terms of uh, how what the changes that have been that the Batman movie has been going through so far, all the rumors that are just flying out there, whether they're true or not, they are still out there. And those rumors are still on headlines. Uh, you know, uh, Ben Affleck's looking for a way out, uh, you know, not happy with this or not happy with that. And this and that and the other thing. Um, 
you know, uh, I think it was kind of interesting that everybody was talking about how Ben's not happy with uh, the Batman movie when he was, you know, going through a divorce with uh, Jennifer Garner. You know, all that was happening when all those rumors were flying around. It kind of doesn't surprise me anymore that, oh, it probably wasn't too too smiley um, about anything that was going wrong aside from all of that kind of stuff. But anyhow, uh you know, and I and I do hope that that Ben continues to get. I do. I honestly, I hope he gets sober. I hope he stays sober, um, and I hope he gets healthy. Honestly, more than anything else, I, I really want want to see Ben uh, continue to stay healthy, um, to to give us, you know, to be a part of this universe and to be a part of this, uh, be a part of this character. Absolutely, um, absolutely. You know, and and uh, we we don't want to keep you guys too much longer. You know, I, I my thoughts were when when this came out that allegedly the Batman would not have anything to do with the DCEU and, and this quick knee jerk reaction that I know that I had when I first saw that. And, and, you know, I tweeted out, it's like, you know, we're kind of scratching our bald heads. Like what in the world is going on? Yeah. Um, yeah. But the more I thought really about confusing. it, I was like, well, you know, was it something that was taken out of context? Because by simply saying that it has nothing to do with the DCEU, I was like, well, it could still be a standalone Batman movie that doesn't have anything to do with the justice league or the battle yeah. with dark side and apocalypse, yeah. but still exist within that universe. Because if we, if you think about it, if we look on the other side of the fence, Ant-Man while was a part of civil war, he will be a part of infinity war. His storyline did not push the infinity gauntlet storyline forward at all. Right. At no. all. It, and it literally yeah. had nothing to do with it. I mean, you know, Pim, you know, worked with Howard Stark and worked with Agent Carter. That much we know, but that's okay. But no Infinity Stone. No mention of Infinity no, Stones. No. I mean, you know, Doctor Strange had an Infinity Stone in there. Yeah. Right. right? Like, yeah. So, so you at least had that tie. But yeah. So you look at Ant-Man, hmm. you're just like, yeah, that was a standalone movie that didn't push that overall narrative forward. But clearly was a part of the MCU. MCU. Right. Yeah. So what what would make the Batman any different if it's the Batman and it's a self-contained story that still lives within the DCEU but's not pushing forward the Justice League narrative. Yeah. That's totally 100% okay. Yeah. And I think but that's but and again and, and I just think to that's echo what that. they meant by this isn't right. a part of the DCEU. It was probably either yeah. taken out of context or not worded properly. That you- and I think that's where you have to be careful. You really do. Especially, like I said, all the drama that has been surrounding this movie. To speak of this movie, I think you have to be a little careful when you start talking about its relationship with the rest of the universe. And especially since this universe is so young and we've already gotten all that bull crap from Sony. We've already been living through like figuring out if they're going to make a villain movie, if Tom Holland's Spider-Man is going to come back and not be a part of the MCU anymore. Like w- this is not like this these these statements are uh, are, are are paid attention to and I think you really kind of have to be careful about it. You really have to mention, "Hey, this is a part of the overall universe for sure, but it's going to be a Batman story." And it's very easy to say that. And I think if you say, oh, it's not a part of the DCEU, hey, our bald heads was scratching. And then, of course, the the media machine that just ramps, you know, that turns up the air horn siren on Batman is not a part of this. It's not this. He said it. And it's like, we're going, wait, we got to get some clarity here. And thankfully, 
Um, yeah, voice of voice and the of reason. You know, came out and was like, "Excuse you know, me." Yeah, we all kind of assumed, but at the same time, we're like, "Dude, you you kind of need to clarify a point here, like because things are a little things shouldn't be confusing, and they are." Correct. Yeah. yeah. So wanted to address that in the tweet that I put out that we were going to talk a little of the DCEU mayhem as usual, much ado oh, yeah. about nothing. Um, <laughs> so yeah, there you go. All right, Ryan. Woof. We a lot going on. Hey, I want to give a quick shout out uh, to our sister show, Saucy Riffs and Tasty Licks. Uh, thank you so much, guys. If you listen to this show and you've given that show with Rex and I a listen, we really appreciate it. That one has been on a little bit of a longer break. A uh, new episode will be recorded this weekend and then we'll be up. Uh, if you listen to that one, we're going to have some very awesome, positive changes for the show i know when people hear changes like oh my gosh don't fret guys it's gonna be awesome it's gonna be great so we're excited to bring that news to you on the next uh episode as usual we want to thank you everybody for listening if you oh, like yeah. us hit that subscribe button i know we say it all the time we're going to keep saying it hit that subscribe button give us a review uh in itunes or stitcher or overcast or soundcloud wherever you happen to be listening to us that helps us out tremendously and please if you love us and you love what we're talking about share us with a friend bring someone else into the fold and hit that subscribe button Oh yeah, man. Well, I'll tell you, I can't echo those statements enough, John. I think, uh, I think you said it best, but you can find us on Twitter, uh, RFBPC. Um, you can find us on Facebook, reasonable fanboys. And if you want us to send us an old fashioned email, uh, you can send us an old fashioned email, reasonable fanboys at gmail.com. So, uh, I think that about wraps us up tonight, John. What do you think? That's it, man. That's all I got. Sounds good. Well, this has been reasonable fanboys. My name is Ryan. I am John. I hope you guys have a great one. My ears.